Welcome to Three Films in a Podcast, the show where Destiny brought together three friends to enhance each other's cinematic journey by watching three new movies in a series of themed rounds. There is no claim of ownership on any film footage used in this episode, as all film footage is owned in its entirety by the copyright holders. And just like every car in Too Fast, Too Furious, this podcast contains spoilers. Enjoy! everybody and welcome back to three films and a podcast my name is ben lahorn and as always i am joined by tyler beck yes as always here i am as always <laughs> uh, and matt weiler who is taking a break from fighting jobu Tupaki. thanks ben thanks for being here i appreciate Ooh. you taking the time I appreciate you taking the time to get us Great in your schedule too. Right, off the, right off the bat jobu Tupaki. yeah yeah right i almost forgot about bat. that <laughs> uh, for those of you new to the show, uh, allow me to welcome you to our movie club. And if you're returning, welcome back to the movie club. We are happy to have you all here. Tell your friends and family and enemies. You can find us everywhere at three films pod, and you can check out our merch and patron and all that stuff at three But with all that out of the way, uh, and with the movie club theme in mind, we want to welcome back some guests that were here for our action movie draft. Uh, we have Darren and Mike from the Action Filmmaking Decoded podcast. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you for coming back. Even after mm-hmm. my horrific blunder last time, I appreciate <laughs> you giving us a second chance here. Uh, but yeah, thanks for being here. Tell everyone about your pod. Thank you guys for having us again uh, for a second time. This is great. Uh, yeah, our podcast is very centralized around um, action filmmaking. So we interview stunt you know, stunt performers, stunt coordinators, uh, action directors. Now that's a thing, which is crazy. Uh, awesome. Yeah, just directors in general of action movies. Uh, and we kind of talk to them and break down uh, some of their work and their films in a very, very, uh, I say, detailed way. But we can go even more, more in depth. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. And you guys maybe talked about getting into doing like making some films coming up here. So that's yeah yeah we've been taking a little bit of a break uh on the podcast just to produce some of our own work um so we've been working with a lot of stunt performers in uh new york and trying to get some some action pieces produced with them um it's pretty cool because some of them have listened to our podcast before so they're like oh you're the guys and now we're working with you it's (laughs) it's really that's rad that's awesome yeah yeah that's so cool that's amazing yeah i'm so glad that you guys are back here again. If anyone, those who listen to our action movie draft know that I forgot to record until halfway through. So we did like this really weird, uh, like chopped and screwed dirty South version of just like people saying what they picked until we got halfway through. So yeah, uh, we, made it work. we made it work. Yeah. It all, it, it all was the moment when we realized. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I look back on that video and it's just like, oh my God, like what, looking at myself, like, how do I tell people this? You know, it's yeah. like, what's that scene? We made from it the, work. We made it work. Yeah, yeah. We made it work. It's like that scene in The Simpsons where they like zoom in on Ralph, you know, like the moment that Lisa breaks his heart. You just like see it like breaking. That's <laughs> so what I felt like just watching myself. Like, holy shit, that's that's right. The moment right there. Yeah. Um, with that being said, I think let's get into today's episode. Today's episode is technically a little pod, which is usually like an offshoot from what we do. We've done like movie drafts, as you guys know, as you guys have come on for our action movie draft, emergency recast, things like that. But Today, we're kind of just going to do like a different version of our regular pod. We're going to talk about one movie in particular um, and just, yeah, kind of go kind of go deep on it. Maybe not hit every segment we normally do, but this felt like a movie that was worthy of talking about uh, very recent. This is probably the newest movie we've ever talked about um, on an episode. But yeah, we're getting into everything everywhere all at once. It is the A24 film from Daniels. Uh, Daniel Scheinert and Daniel Kwan, uh, and it stars Michelle Yeoh, Kihu Kwan, right? Is that yeah, right? Yeah. I'm getting messed up. Okay. All right. <laughs> Starring Michelle Yeoh, Kihu Kwan, <laughs> Stephanie Shu, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, and James Hong. It was really good to see James Hong because I, I don't know the last time I saw him in anything, but he was super rad. Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> Kung Fu Panda. Yes, yeah, probably it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I loved this movie. Uh, I think this is one of those examples of a movie that's like a, about a very specific particular thing that somehow ends up relating to like, everybody can relate to it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I listened to a lot of pods with Daniels and they kind of said the same thing. Like they're just like surprised when everyone's like, Oh, I related to this. Like, really? Like, I just like, okay. You know, it's like, 
Chinese immigrant family who runs like a laundromat and stuff. But uh, I think there's so much here that we can all kind of relate to. Um, The synopsis of it is an aging Chinese immigrant is swept up in an insane adventure where she alone can save the world by exploring other universes, connecting with the lives she could have led. So, yeah, I just want to start out, I guess, like hearing everyone's experience with this movie, with Daniels. I mean, it sounds like, you know, some of us have seen Swiss Army Man. Uh, I think the turn down for what music video will just be like in one of my favorites of all time. I don't know if you guys have seen that I watched or not. that like 10 mm-hmm. times. After. I loved it. Yeah, that was another, that, so that's the first thing I ever saw of theirs back when it came out. And I was like, what the fuck yeah. is this music video? Like, this is insane, but I love it so much. Uh, so yeah. I, I will definitely be playing at least part of that uh, throughout this episode. But um, yeah, just wanted to kind of hear your experience with their their movies and their projects and this first time watch with everything everywhere. Who wants to kick it off? Mike, do you want to go first? I don't think I had much of a relationship with them. I mean, I knew them. I had seen the, the turn down for what music video many years <laughs> ago. Um, I had the name Daniels uh, stricken from my head. Didn't really think about it <laughs> since. I knew of Swiss Army Man. I saw the trailer. I thought it looked really good right up my alley. I love the absurdist uh, concepts, stuff like Taika Waititi does with Jojo Rabbit. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I don't think I've really seen any of their other films daniel kwan maybe did something that i saw i forget what it was though yeah i'm um, not sure if that sounds vague it's because i really <laughs> forgot <laughs> if it sounds um, vague it's because it is <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean they're primarily like music video guys like that's kind of they started in that where they right? came from yeah. which i think also a plays well directors, into this yeah. movie you know with a lot of the the diy with effects and everything like that so mm-hmm. Um, Shout but, out to David Fincher, who also started in that, yeah, that realm yeah, exactly. and then moved to movies later. Yeah, yeah. Spike, yeah. Jones. Right. Some, Spike yeah. Jones, yeah, for sure. Um, a guy I'll be talking about later, Michelle Gondry, tons of awesome music videos mm. there. So, uh, but Mike, like, do you see, you saw this in the theaters, obviously, I'm assuming, like, what mm. was your first experience of seeing this movie? I mean, before that, I remember seeing the trailer and, and let me just say A24, their whole demographic, that is me. They yeah, have yeah, yeah. a yeah. <laughs> singer. <laughs> I've been in uh in that fan base for for quite a while now um i saw a meme one time it's like uh all men turn 20 years old and then they pick one of these brands to base their entire personality around this espn and one of them was 824 i'm like that is me it's not me. the great yeah. brand it's, it's this one yeah, yeah. um but the trailer was just incredible and i feel like when we talk about marvel movies being, being great and some people hate on them i they really are genuinely great sometimes though if that's the only kind of movie you see you forget the mm-hmm. scope and the breadth of what mm-hmm. films can be and what they can do, how they can challenge the form and tell different stories. And we think about the special effects, the craziness, but also just some of those fundamentals. Why do you cut from here to here? That is really what makes something fundamentally genius, not just the big flashy stuff. Although the trailer was very flashy, uh, it just seemed like this movie was built for me. And then after I saw it, it absolutely was. Um, and not just in a way You were where speechless. I was speechless. Yeah, which is why I keep rambling about it. <laughs> I mean, what, like Darren and I both, what do we love about films? The one thing that we have in common, the action, the martial arts, right? Yeah. The, the martial club guys, Brian and Andy Lay, who did the choreography mm-hmm. in this film and started it as well. They've been on our radar for so long and seeing them in this film was just a huge mind-blowing moment. It's like we're seeing our friends on, on the big screen. So between the action, the martial arts, the, the Asian-American narrative that's being shared here, and yeah. also I work in civic engagement for Asian-Americans as my day job, so that is, I'm all about it. And then seeing a writer put a story with so much thematic resonance to that crazy experimental sci-fi concept of a plot was just, that is everything that I love about movies. Uh, right there in a quick two hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. It was all there. How about you, Darren? Yeah. With, with the Daniels at first though, uh, I think we, we touched on um, turn down for what the music video. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually didn't know they did that. And then <laughs> after, uh, after like <laughs> I watched this movie, I went back and I was like, Oh shoot, they did that music video. That's so crazy. <laughs> and then, Rewatch that music video. That music video is like absolutely nuts. <laughs> like his, his, they got a lot of dick movement, you know, yeah. her, her boobs are like everywhere. And like, it's just <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. And then I, I remember watching a short film a while back called Red Ball that mm. they did. And it was a short where the Daniels were actually in the short where 
uh, Daniel Kwan tries to prank the other Daniel. I forgot what his last name was, but uh, he tries to prank him uh, in that he like tries to like fart in his face or something like that <laughs> when he's sleeping. And then the guy wakes up and his foot accidentally gets stuck inside the other guy's asshole. And then uh, that's literally what the whole film is about. But they made it super emotional. Uh, and you really feel for them. And then at the end, Daniel Kwan disappears into the other Daniel's body. Uh, it's it's crazy. That's amazing. He's, it slowly sucks him in. I'm yeah, telling and, you, and that's, that's their whole thing. That they're like, what is the dumbest possible thing we can premise off of and then yeah. turn it into something that's like emotionally impactful? Yes, and worth yes. exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, man, why do I feel like this? This is This is crazy. But yeah, yeah, that was probably like my first interaction with the Daniels and obviously Swiss Army Man and then coming into this movie I was already like a huge fan but yeah after coming out of this movie I was like I turned to my friends because I watched this with Mike and a couple other uh, of our friends and I was like this is like the best movie I've ever seen Seriously. <laughs> like this this might be the best movie I've ever seen yeah. um, and then they all turned to me and they were like yeah honestly this might be the best movie we've ever seen too <laughs> it just has everything in it you know hence everything everywhere uh, you know, action sequences, comedy, emotion. There's there's some parts that are kind of like horror-esque or thriller-esque, mm-hmm. I would say, where he's, she's running away from uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's character, I think. That was a little bit more of like a thriller sort of thing there. But yeah, just everything in one movie. And I feel like the way they tied it together with the with the story, essentially the movie is about like a mom and her daughter and them connecting together. Right. So mm-hmm. that's how they tied all these different pieces together. But it was just fascinating to watch all these different realms and how they, they put those all together. Even like the rocks. I think I talked about this oh, with Mike, the scene with the rocks and they're just talking and the subtitles are coming up. That's something that I feel like if you pitch to a studio, like, Oh, we're going to have two rocks and they're talking and then, you know, they're going to have subtitles. I feel like they would never, never agree to that totally but it's only because like we said a24 that something like that is possible and any of their crazy ideas are able to be put on screen in that kind of way um i was just really impressed by this movie and then i had to go see it a second time with my girlfriend but uh yeah yeah honestly amazing uh marshall club like mike was talking about i was literally telling mike like while we were watching the film i was looking over i was like dude that's marshall club the moment he stepped out of the elevator <laughs> oh yeah uh, yeah yeah, yeah. brian lay was like the security guard um i was like that's marshall club like shit's about to go down like <laughs> the moment i saw them i was like shit's about to go down and like their butt plug scene was incredible just uh, unreal dude. yes <laughs> yeah yeah um so and, and he also knows i i love fight scenes that have absurd plots to them yeah so like uh like something they're fighting for like some stupid reason and like that's absolutely what they had in this movie so uh yeah yeah. all all over the place like all the yeah to (laughs) tap into the different multiverses and stuff like that it was yeah pretty cool to see that such a clever way to to do that like to be to Mm -hmm. the way they have the key to each multiverse be a weird a weird thing Mm -hmm. Um, that was really clever i am a lot like all of you i didn't have too much known exposure to do we call them the daniels or just daniels like yeah i think they told someone in like a podcast one time that they didn't want to be called the daniels because they didn't want to take the name daniels Mm. so i guess that's why they're just called daniels yeah yeah (laughs) whatever we call them i had no known i mean i'd seen the turn down for what thing i knew yeah yeah. about swiss army man i hadn't I'd seen like pieces of it i knew what it was about but i didn't know who they were um and so i went into this um having seen the trailer for it i think it was in no way home uh the spy mm. the, mm-hmm. the spider-man premiere is when i first saw the, the trailer and sort of like you mike i was like oh shit yeah that movie i already know i'm gonna love it like yeah yeah you 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 can just put me in the seat now and i'm gonna just yeah you know yeah, i don't even right after say this. no more say yeah. less a24 i'm already there <laughs> like i've already got my seat and it's interesting because when i went in to see it so i saw it uh you know a week or two ago and it's a little unfortunate because i went to a theater that supposedly it, it's sort of sort of like alamo draft house in which they like they'll bring you food to your seat they have like mm. waiters that uh. come and take your order which is great. But the problem was, is they were actively taking orders for the first like 15 minutes of the movie. 
Oh, and there was like a damn. solid minute and a half where the waitress was literally standing in front of me, taking damn. the person next to me's order. And I was like, uh, like trying to look <laughs> around her like, hello. And, uh, yeah. so, and so anyways, that was fine. But so the first like 15 minutes, I was a little distracted. There was a person sitting in my seat that I had to have not, not like a altercation, but like a confrontation, like yeah. you're in my seat. He didn't want to move. Turns out he was trying to sneak into the movie, which I guess is uh, my karma for having snuck into so many movies as a young, yeah, younger person. You. Been but um, so I was in like, a, honestly, kind of a weird headspace. I was so excited to see the movie. And then for the first like 15, 20 minutes, I just couldn't quite get into it. Yeah. And then <clears throat> as the movie went through, objectively, I knew I was I loved everything that I saw. But I kept waiting for that like emotional hook or that impact. I kept waiting for the feeling that I would get that would make me respond to my previous clubhouse question in a specific way. Right. Like I was waiting. I was waiting for the moment that would make this movie be an answer to my own clubhouse question. And to be honest, I never quite got it like it. Nothing. It never hit me. It never hooked me i didn't like i'm a i'm a i'm a crier <laughs> like i cry in a lot of movies i'll cry at commercials you know mm-hmm. what i mean like i'll cry if uh and like the human interest pieces during sports games you know what i mean like i'm a softy mm-hmm. and i would like so and i was surprised that i didn't get any of those moments from this movie and i was as i was trying to think about it because i left the movie and i was like yeah that was a five-star movie it was perfect i don't even know how to describe it i think everyone should see it it's one of my favorite things i've ever seen but it like nothing about it like impacted me and so i was trying to think Mm. like was it the hype that got me was it the weird experience at the beginning and honestly i think what it comes down to for me was it was just such like an assault on my senses yeah right like there was Mm. so many things happening and like i understood what was happening that the way that they deal with the multiverse and explain it and kind of throw you into it but give you enough information to keep up and the clever way in which they, you know, go throughout the each multiverse. I understood all of it. All of it was great, but it was just like it was literally <laughs> everything everywhere all at once. Yeah. And I just don't I don't think I could quite comprehend it. And I think it's something that like necessitates a second viewing, um, mm. which usually is a pet peeve of mine. I'm like, why do we keep making movies that I have to see <laughs> twice? Like. <laughs> there's too much to watch like just let me understand in the first one but but for this one i just feel like it's going to be a gift that keeps on giving and hopefully yeah. at some point it will maybe i'll get that impact i was looking for but again i loved it everything i was like objectively i love this there's nothing about this that i don't like this is perfect it's the best thing i've mm. seen all year but at the same time i didn't have like i didn't have like a marriage story moment ben yeah yeah mm. like like there was there wasn't a moment that it's like there was tons of things that stuck out and I'll remember forever, but there's nothing that like got me here, which was, I mean, I I was a little disappointed because I was really expecting that. So I think one expectations got me. And then two, just the, like the, the blast of wall sound and (laughs) lights and and everything. And (laughs) and there's one scene that's literally seizure inducing. Yeah, (laughs) totally. Totally. I I think they refer to themselves as maximalist directors, which is 100% what this movie is. It's just like everything that we have, we're putting into this, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. And having said all that, I think I rated this five stars on letterboxd and Mm. it's instantly one of my favorite movies I've ever seen, but it's just an interesting experience for me because it just didn't usually when that happens, it's because it got me here and not so much just up here. You know what I mean? But Mm -hmm. it was great. I loved it. I can't wait to see what they do next. So if yeah. you're listening to this episode and you're still with us, I want to do a, a slightly soft refresh uh, before I get into my view on this. I have no ex- prior experience with Daniels. Um, and so it sounds like if you know, if you're familiar with Daniels work, this is going to be right up your alley. You're in a good spot. You're probably having heard everything up to this point. You're probably in. Um, if you're like me where you're not familiar with Daniels work, and you hear stuff like farts and butt plugs. <laughs> this might not sound like your cup of tea, but I'm here to tell you. But I'm here to tell you that it is. You should still go see this movie. <laughs> totally, it's, it's a whole lot more than farts and butt plugs. Um, Bill Hader once described himself like why no one likes to smoke weed with him. It's because he he said it's like it's like smoking weed with your dad. Well, 
<laughs> I'm I'm that guy, but with movies. Like you don't want to watch movies with me because I'm like the prude. It's like uncomfortable to watch certain things with because it's like oh he's <laughs> judging me for enjoying this. Um, and so there's there's moments in this movie that you know you know I roll my eyes, I shake my head at, but like honestly, like this movie was the full package. Kind of what uh, what Darren was saying is like it has everything. I I don't think I've seen a more complete movie. That has literally everything that checks every box. Unlike Tyler, like this movie had me weepy at several different, mm. several different parts. Oh, I want yeah. that. Um, <laughs> it, it, it is so sweet. So sweet. And, and the way that they build it up and the, and the writing of it. And to, to Darren's point about the rocks, like, I don't know how, like the, the pacing, like you're not hearing anything. The pacing of like the text on the screen, the subtle like movements of the rocks and, that dialogue is just weird. It's like, how is a silent scene with rocks making me cry? Yeah. yeah. You can like hear it. Yeah. yeah. You can hear them talking. You, you yeah, can. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's unlike in any movie experience you've ever had. I can say that with certainty. Like everyone you talk to who's seen this movie, like, sure, you're going to see callbacks to different things that you've seen in a movie. Um, but this complete package is unlike anything you've ever seen. This is, as Tyler said in his letterbox review, it's why we go see movies. This yeah. movie is why we go to the theater and why we experience it. It's why we have our podcasts. Like yeah. these things need to be talked about. People need to experience this movie in I the format that? that it's given us. <laughs> you said all of that. All yeah. That verbatim. <laughs> well, and I think people are doing that. Cause like we're in week four of the release and it had a 0.4% drop from week three, which is like unheard of wow. for any yeah. movie ever, you know, it's just yeah. like the word is spreading, which is great. Cause I think this movie is worth it. And I, I also want to say like Thursday, we're seeing Dr. Strange in the multiverse oh, of madness mm-hmm. and like wow I, already I, it's coming out yeah, it's, yeah i know that's what i was saying i was we're like here, it's so buddy. <laughs> great part about it May is 7th right dr yeah. strange is going to be the third best multiverse movie i've ever seen <laughs> so like, yeah. and it'll be the second best multiverse movie i've seen in like the last eight days right so <laughs> seriously <wow>. wonderful <laughs> timing from a24 just brilliant yeah stuff. yeah I because mean, now there's no way we don't compare Doctor Strange to everything everywhere. This yeah. true, true. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Uh, no butt plugs in No Way Home, but you yeah, know, yeah, we'll yeah, see what happens in Spider Man Four. Sony, get Andrew Garfield back yeah, in it. Let's go. You don't know that. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, it's funny because like the butt plugs obviously are like played for a joke and stuff like that, but also like I've never wanted people to get them so bad because there's like a story element behind it. Like it's not just funny you just like you know yeah. like oh they need to do that in order to like tap into this version like i hope she can get there before they do it's like it's played genuinely and it's kind of like same with right. um swiss army man where like they know what they're doing is absurd but it's played so sincerely that you cry you know some of us <laughs> but you cry when there's like two rocks mm. on screen you're like why what is happening <laughs> like subtitles they, like, they really tried that line oh i, I, I do feel like yeah yeah between like it working and it really not working. Yeah. Like they're really on that fine line right in between. Um, and they, they nail it completely. And uh, yeah, I, f- I found there was one or one moment that didn't totally work for me ever so slightly. I don't know if y'all had anything that didn't work for you for this movie. Um, I miss all the praise for me. It was just the hot dog finger joke. Oh, okay. and then, oh. um, joy, the daughter using the dildos as nunchucks. Um, No problem with dildos on screen. I think more (laughs) movies could probably do better if they had more dildos, especially Mm -hmm. as nunchucks. But I just feel like it was kind of quirky for the sake of quirky sake. And when all of the other visual jokes in the film work with a level of wit and then set up and pay off, those two things just felt out of place. Like you're just throwing Mm -hmm. them out there for no particular reason. And the whole hot dog Mm -hmm. finger universe or multiverse, whatever you want to call it, being used to, to also flesh out her relationship with the Jamie Lee Curtis character that was perfect. That mm-hmm. is where that, that story element um, mm-hmm. was really, really powerful. But then also they just said hot dog fingers. Yeah. That, I feel like there, it wasn't, wasn't as good as some of the other. That's guys. interesting. I actually didn't really think about this until you just said it, but it, I do remember thinking this in the theater at the very first, when they present the everything bagel, that's the one mm-hmm. time when I was just like, eh. <laughs> like that didn't land for me. At first, it kind of it grew on me. And actually, I went back and looked at my letterbox review. I used that in my review. Like, 
I said this movie is, you know, it's uh, everything you want to see in a movie wrapped up into, a, into one bagel, right? Like, yeah. By the yeah. end of the movie, the bagel grew on me and I bought into it. But at first I was I kind of felt like what you were saying. I was like, yeah, they're just making it silly for the sake of making it silly, which mm-hmm. didn't really work for me. But then it sort of all it just it, it ended up working for me, I guess. But it's interesting that you you made me think about that because I wouldn't have thought that something didn't work for me until you made me think about it a little bit. So I appreciate mm. the I appreciate the critical analysis. there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is a point of like, uh, like ridiculousness, but with a purpose. Yeah, right. And and it's not just for no reason at all. Yeah. Um, and and like we said, the butt plugs had a purpose behind them. Everything did have a purpose behind them. So I get what you're saying about that too. Yeah, yeah. The, and the hot dog I fingers say- was like absurd for sure, uh, and just like super silly. But also, it's like one of the most tender moments. <laughs> is when like you see this foot come up and like caress her face and it's like yeah, yeah that's what you would do like, like that's what that's what would happen in this world and it's like that's what i mean we're just like it's played so sincerely even as absurd as it is it's like and, yeah and like, how they oh. court each other with the with the fingers yeah and you know like on the piano and, and stuff like that like i don't yeah. know like I, I get your point 100 percent, and i think i found myself actively in the movie thinking like there's yeah. part of this, like, I feel like maybe shouldn't work for me, but I'm just like on board yeah. for everything, you <laughs> know, like this to is... It is in too many cooks fashion. Pretty, right. pretty amazing. Yeah, right. yeah. The yeah. fact that they keep on remixing that joke yeah. over and over. Exactly. They commit, you commit to all the bits in this. Exactly. Film. I, I do have to say Wait. the Rakakuni was, was one of my favorite. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Did, that was yeah. so Did Daniels do the too many cooks bit? I don't, I don't think know. So. I, don't I don't think, think so. they did. Oh. Okay, I thought maybe I was like that would have just blew my mind. Wouldn't, wouldn't <laughs> yeah. have surprised me, but that's what yeah. I love that video. It's so good. Yeah, um, underrated. Yeah. That's an unsung gem. Yeah, that's an for unsung. sure. <laughs> <laughs> There's um uh, another pod I listen to. It used to be called Slash Filmcast. It's called the Filmcast now. Uh, and one of their hosts, David Chen, wrote a review on Letterbox, and it's just like you know someone who sees movies all the time. And his last line in there is like, "It may be my new favorite movie of all time." no joke mm. and that's how i felt like leaving the theater it's like i don't like i just honestly cried for like the last 20 minutes um it was, yeah you know, like, we'll talk about the scenes and stuff like that but so like i honestly was just like i was in tears for the last 20 minutes it just really hit me but i it just yeah everything worked i loved it i do another podcast called 24 minutes of 824 and mm. so i got sent the trailer and i was like this is a good sign because for me, this is a movie I want to see uh, even if I wasn't talking about it on a podcast, you know, which is like hmm. when you start doing movie pods, it's like, all right, we're watching that for the pod or we're doing this, whatever. But I was like, man, even if I wasn't doing any podcast at all, I know I'd want to go see this. And like, I think it kind of lived up to it. Michelle Yeoh was amazing. I just want to talk mm-hmm. about her for a second because she's like had such Incredible. a career. I mean, she's, She's amazing. I think Super Cop was like her big break. I think the first thing I saw her in was Tomorrow Never Dies, um, that you mm-hmm. know James Bond, and it was like one of the first ones I think where the Bond girl held her own. You know, with Bond, mm-hmm. it wasn't just like a sex pot kind of thing. And I thought that was great. Obviously, yeah. leading to Crouching Tiger and you know Memoirs of a Geisha and some of the more American movies that I think a lot of us like saw her in for the first time. But man, she she was amazing in this movie. I just wanted to talk about her for a little bit. People have maybe more recently seen her in uh, Shang-Chi and legend of the 10 rings. There's a Netflix movie called gunpowder milkshake, uh, which is like, it's fun. Oh, she's in that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it's a fun movie. So yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. I just kind of want to talk about Michelle Yeoh for a bit uh, because she's Michelle Yeoh. She was just amazing. And I think her performance in this obviously like, just keeps everything tied together. And I think she was wonderful. So I don't have like a question in mind. I just want us all to talk about <laughs> Michelle Yeoh for a second. So yeah, I got no problem with yeah, that. Tear it up. Yeah. I'll, um, I'll jump yeah. in first here because I, I mean, honestly, like I don't really know. I mean, Lord knows I can ramble on forever, but I don't really <laughs> know what I can really say about her. Other, you know, all I could really do is echo what you said. Like she knocks this thing out of the park like this movie is so good inventive and and beautiful and cool and funny and scary and heartwarming and all those things but i really do think Mm -hmm. it falls apart if she doesn't carry it as well as she does Mm -hmm. i mean all the performances in this movie are incredible but the way that she's able to totally realize different characters and the each different timeline and like 
mm-hmm. you know, granted, theoretically speaking, one person at any timeline is, is essentially the same person at their core. But yeah. you can really see a difference like when she's famous Evelyn or when she's hot dog finger Evelyn or when she's uh, our timeline Evelyn or whatever. Like mm-hmm. she feels like a different character each time. And I think that's pretty incredible. Um, and I'm realizing like I've seen her in some stuff. I didn't really know that I was seeing her, uh, but it really makes me want to go back and visit some of the other stuff that Ben you just rattled off or even just like looking at her filmography. Like I've seen Crouching Tiger and Ten Rings and all that stuff, but I definitely like I need to see Crazy Rich Asians and catch she's up so on great. a lot of other stuff she's yeah. in because she I mean, mm-hmm. she really did blow me away. I was like in, in, in and to be honest, I didn't realize who she was like I have famously bad recall so i was like who is this person i've never seen her before like i need to know everything <laughs> yeah. about and then you know it turns out i kind of do know who she is but yeah just kind of echoing what ben said she's just phenomenal and i really do think despite all the amazing things about this movie it falls apart pretty quick without the strong work from michelle sure. mm, yeah totally, yeah definitely totally. she wasn't she on like an interview or something and she was crying because yeah uh, the, yeah, yeah. Something about how, you know, now people can finally see her yeah, I think acting the, abilities and, and yeah. see her in this light and, mm. and in this way. This is something I've been waiting for for a long time. That's going to give me the opportunity to show my fans, my family, my audience what I'm capable of to be funny to be real, to be sad. Finally, somebody understood that I can do all these things. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like this is like a great film for her. Like, I mean, she has been in the American market, but this like really like shows what she can do. Mm-hmm. She's in a new um, stratosphere now, for that. sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly, totally. I, I mentioned the uh, the Story Break podcast from Freddie W. A while back, they did. It's it's another movie podcast. It's defunct right now, but they would do different premises for crazy films than do like a, like an outline for, but they had one called the chosen mom movie. And it was basically saying, why are all the chosen one kids like 12 year old twerps? Do you know, they're they're not smart. (laughs) They're emotional. They got hormones all over the place. Why why are they saving the world? It should be a rough and tumble mom who's seen some shit, who's ready to throw down. That's exactly (laughs) what this movie is. And I feel like, and Kiyu Kwan as well is such a great example of this. This is also a film that's telling the story for and creating roles for someone who does not get those uh you know front man or front woman right spots traditionally in hollywood it's it's a woman it's an asian american woman and it's an older asian american woman right um and she still kicks ass she's someone who obviously has the martial arts credentials and actually hasn't really trained martial arts like solely um Mm -hmm. she has a dancing background she's Mm -hmm. i believe a ballet dancer and then she just does Mm -hmm. a little martial arts when she goes on to the martial arts films for the choreography and at mm-hmm. this point, she's basically a martial artist. Like she has yeah. credentials. Yeah. She's so good. Yeah, I mean, you could fool um, me. I would have thought great. she'd been studying for her entire life. Like she's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah she, the, all, all the scenes that she did with uh, Andy Lay, I saw behind the scenes that she was doing a lot of it herself uh, mm, so during cool. that whole fight, which is crazy that she was keeping up with them because Martial Club moves really fast. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. As well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even with a little bit of training, like incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's awesome. One thing I realized when I was watching the movie was how well she acts with her eyes as well. Mm. Um, we always say Tom Hardy acts with his eyes really well, and that's why they always put a mask on his face. Yeah. Like he's Bane, <laughs> and and you know, um, but yeah, and, and Dunkirk I think as well. But uh, yeah, Michelle Yeoh, like I, so much emotion with her eyes, and like even that last sequence with her and uh, Jobo Tabaki or her daughter, like that was oh, crazy. Man. Like yeah, that that close up shot. Yeah, just you could tell so much. And uh, I feel like I've never really seen her uh, in that way before, but she really took it to the next level, especially with how absurd this film was, too. It shows as an actor how willing she is to just jump into the, you know, the deep water and just experience what it is to just act and and be in that moment. Um, You know, it's not really about crazy. I mean, it does have crazy special effects and, and the concept and whatever, but just the idea is just so crazy and for her to act so well uh going along with that i give her big props yeah sure. we have a we that. have a segment yeah. coming up that we'll talk a lot more about that but this movie took a lot of buy-in from all the actors and actresses and 
like and they got it you know everyone bought it mm-hmm. and everyone was all in and mm-hmm. that's you they definitely needed that to pull this one off for sure it was kind of crazy yeah. knowing too this was like originally intended i think for jackie chan and then they, oh, they no realized, way. yeah, Daniels was like, well, actually, Mike, let's try the different dynamic uh, and then switched it <laughs> over. But like you mentioned, uh, it's a GQ, I believe, uh, interview on YouTube and they're kind of going through her career. And then at the end, she's talking about this movie and she gets like emotional because she's like, it was mm-hmm. so great to be given something that can show people everything I can do. I can be funny. Mm-hmm. I can be dramatic. I have the action. But, you know, like we talked about, it's like there's like an age thing obviously in Hollywood where it's like, all right, like it's almost like once they're 35, it's the mom role mm. now, you know? And it's like, you're out of here, whatever. And yeah, it, no I, it just gets worse ass. as you get older. You know what I mean? It's like, there aren't yeah. roles written for you or anything. And along those lines, it's also why key said that like he left Hollywood because after doing short round, uh, you know, in temple of doom and then data in uh, Goonies, I think you're just kind of getting that same thing and then just like left and, went got a film degree and I guess he was like a first AD for Wong Kar Wai, which is kind of rad, you know, learning mm, like to be like I a stunt know. coordinator and everything. Wow. But man, this is his first like audition and role in two decades. Whoa. He, he fucking, blew it out of the water. Fucking nailed it. Like, <laughs> it was, he was so, so good. Um, I yeah. mean, we'll, we'll get into it in a sec with uh, our elevator pitch because mine definitely involves him, but he was just like, a revelation to me is like, why hasn't he been acting, you know? And I guess it was crazy rich Asians that he saw. He's like, I think I want to start acting again. Like, I think there might be roles for, you know, yeah, they're for Asian men now that like aren't, especially for him, like not like being stereotyped like he was when he was a kid. Mm, right. And he's just like, yeah. cool. I want to just like, let's do this again. And mm. I just like, man, I don't think there was a better role for him to, to make his return in. I think he was fantastic. Definitely. That's, yeah. It's so trippy too to to hear people who really achieve that level of their dream older. I feel like yeah. the narrative most people have in their heads, and for you know reasonable reasoning, if it doesn't happen by like twenty five or thirty, it's kind of you throw mm-hmm. the notion out of your head. But mm-hmm. to yeah. see someone, yeah, be that age and then really hit that mark is pretty incredible. It's inspiring. Yeah, for sure. like you're saying, that connection to the Michelle Yeoh not having those kinds of roles, it's even crazier to me that he couldn't act at all. Yeah. Like he just had to drop out. Um, mm-hmm. And it seems like he really loves it. Like, that's that's your dream. And he was doing it and he was doing everything right. And still, it just didn't line up until it did. Yeah. Which yeah. Great. I can't wait for whatever he's got next. Like, I'm, Definitely. I'm stoked. Yeah. yeah. I think he's doing a Marvel miniseries or a Disney Plus miniseries. Oh, is he really? Oh, no way. Wow. Yeah. Nice. That'll be crazy. awesome. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to save all my Kiyokuan stuff for later. Yeah, yeah, no, I totally that. understand. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, about her, Tyler kind of alluded to this, like, she carries this movie, she does an amazing job. And I think it's it's cool that, uh, I mean, you ask you ask a lot of American audiences, like, their top favorite, like, Asian actors. And honestly, just because of the way the landscape has been our entire lives, there aren't many that they can even name as a household name. Yeah. And it's, it's just so cool uh, that she was given this opportunity that the movie's done this well, um, that she's the face of this because people not only are going to recognize her in things going forward, but they'll also recognize her in things going backward. And it's just such mm-hmm. a, it's such a cool opportunity and it's amazing to see what this movie's doing. For sure. Yeah. It literally baffles my mind how in the behind the scenes, she was like, I had no clue what was going on the whole time. I'm just clueless <laughs> or whatever. And the whole, the whole class, the whole cast was like, you are not clueless. Like, like you worked really hard for this. Like you're way yeah. too humble about what you did here. Um, There's yeah. so much like behind the scenes stuff. That's amazing. I know she talked about Jamie Lee Curtis was always on set and she's like, why are you out here? And I guess Jamie Lee Curtis said like, I've never learned anything in my trailer. Like I learned yeah. from being out here and watching like, Oh, that's really like for someone who's like, honestly like Hollywood royalty, you know, like with both her parents, like being huge in Hollywood, just as someone who's still just like, yeah, I, I want to continue to learn. And I guess key mm-hmm. put in like a That's lot amazing. of work, which is pretty rad. But uh, yeah, I think without a doubt, Michelle Yeoh is amazing as always, but she had a really fantastic supporting cast and people we haven't even really talked about yet. Uh, so we, I want to go to a segment now we call our Apollonia award. Uh, which is, you know, in spirit of Purple Rain and Apollonia kind of like stealing the show and the thing that you remember from that movie. We want to give out our Apollonia Award to our favorite supporting character. 
But before that, I got a new sound mixer, which comes with buttons that has like preset audio things in oh, here. Oh, shit. So awesome. I, I want to play one that I loaded in here just for our Apollonia Award, okay? Okay. Well, for starters, you have to purify yourself in the waters of Lake Minnetonka. What? All right, perfect. We're here. We did it. We're going to purify ourselves <laughs> in the waters of Lake Minnetonka. Uh, so, yeah, let's give out our Apollonia Award. Darren, why don't you go first? Uh, yeah, I believe I put down uh, Kihui Kwan for yeah. that. So now we can we can finally talk about that. <laughs> yeah, he was incredible. Uh, I think, like you guys said, he this is his return back to acting. And uh, I've heard in behind-the-scenes interviews that he tried really, really hard. Uh, he took this very, very seriously. Uh, he developed different, I guess, spirit animals for each character oh, that cool. he had. So it was almost like the uh, the original Wayman that we met was uh, a squirrel or something like that. Mm. And then uh, the other one that he met, uh, the other Alpha Raymond was like a, a fox or something like that. Oh, cool. And cool. Uh, yeah. And then the the one where he was in the, like the rich guy. Yeah, yeah. He was like an eagle. So there are three different versions of him. So he made a very, very clear distinction of like what he was going to do for each. So I, I really enjoyed hearing about, uh, I guess, his process of uh, sort of preparing for that role as well. I, I just awesome. keep thinking about that sequence where he's peeking over the file cabinet and it's just his <laughs> yeah. eyes. Oh my gosh. That's so good. I yeah. Yeah. And the, you can really see the transition between uh, Alpha Wayman between uh, when he switches over back to uh, his normal self. Mm -hmm. Oh, totally. Yeah. All of that was great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it really shows off his range for not acting, you know, for such a long time. He can do a lot. He tapped right back uh, into yeah. it. Yeah. Really glad that he's back. Yeah. Uh, acting again. Well, I have a feeling we'll still be talking about him for the next little bit. So, uh, Mike, who is, who's your Apollonia winner? Uh, my not real Apollonia winner is Randy Newman, who played the raccoon. Oh, yeah. on, uh, <laughs> yeah. I think Darren told me it was, um, Randy Newman who, who voiced that. Guy yeah. I know they were like, dude, that makes it even better. That's <laughs> amazing. <laughs> that was fantastic. I love how it's all practical too. It's very yes. obviously a little puppet. Yeah. 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 I, I actually heard that they didn't originally get Randy Newman, but they wrote it as a joke at first. So they were like, oh, Randy Newman. It's so funny that we're putting <laughs> Randy Newman in there. And then apparently one of like their PAs or something or, or someone that worked on set knew uh, or was like a relative of Randy Newman's. So he brought Randy Newman in to like see the screening oh, of the wow. movie. And basically his whole family pressured him into <laughs> being in it. <laughs> and uh, he was just like, peer he was eventually man. peer pressured into saying yes. And nice. then uh, sort of like Vin yeah, Diesel. Yeah. Group. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it, it's amazing. Uh, just when you hear that's Randy Newman. Now I go back and I listen. I'm like, yeah, that totally is Randy Newman. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that until just now. That's, that's exciting that's for my next yeah. watch. I think my real answer is Waymond as well. Yeah. Um, just the heart and soul of the film. If everyone in the world, as well as in this movie, were more like Waymond with his whole emotional outlook on the mm -hmm. world, I think it would be a, a much better place. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'll leave it at that. I'm sure more Waymond stuff will come up later. For sure. Matt, who ends up on your Apollonia? I mean, to not pick Waymond. I will have to go with my girl, <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis, man. For sure. Oh, yes, definitely. She just... <laughs> Do you see these? You don't get one of these. Unless you've seen a lot of bullshit. Excuse my French. She did not have to bring that to this role at all. But she did. <laughs> yeah. She went above and beyond. Uh, she went yeah. along the ride with Daniels, you know. So mm -hmm. went along with the shit, went, went along with it. And man, we reaped all the benefits. That was insane. Yeah. <laughs> I love hearing Amazing. how passionate she was. It, it's incredible. Mm -hmm. Just like the whole idea that she just showed her body out there and just put it out and didn't really care. I was like, props to you. Props yeah. to you for that. Well, yeah. I, meant, yeah. I mentioned that she's like, I mean, she's in Hollywood royalty, but like she's still bringing yeah. it at this age you know like mm -hmm. she's not slowing down at all like right exactly. she's using her age in her roles in the right ways and so yeah, she's adapting perfectly yeah i mean to be honest like jlc and uh ku kwan were like i, I was kind of like juggling between the two mm -hmm. um i don't think you can go <laughs> wrong with either answer i think matt you're 100 percent right like 
She really did bring it here. And I think like we kind of talked about earlier, you really needed to for this movie. Like this movie took a level of buy-in for all the performers that's really special. And that's something that she's always been able to do. Like she's always been able to be silly in a way. Like she takes a lot of risks. Like she could look really dumb on screen doing a lot of the things she does. Mm -hmm. And she just, Mm -hmm. she just never does because she full on commits to it. And I really appreciate that about her. And, uh, you know, to see a, a glow up for my guy's show round or short round, like we got from then to now, it's just, I've always loved uh, Temple of Doom. It gets, it's like, I think it's pretty universally thought of as like the least of the three. Mm. You know what I mean? Like most people don't really love it, but I've always loved it. I've always loved short round, like acknowledging that he's a problematic caricature. I still <laughs> find a lot of like heart and warmth to his actual character, despite the problematic mm. elements of it. Um, I thought he was really fun. I loved his dynamic with Indy. So to see him go from that to this and have it be something that's like a genuine character for him to play, uh, I think is really special. So it's real hard not to go with either of those, but for the sake of, um, for the sake of variety, Stephanie Sue, Stephanie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean her, she was as great. her switch from like the sweet, like bashful daughter to like mega villain and a, yeah. and a, and a believable one. And not all, like she wasn't scary in the way that like actually she was kind of scary in the same way that Anton Chigurh is in No Country for Old Men in the way that they, she's just like steadfast and resolute and has no fear. She plays it in a way that's more silly and more expressionate, like uh, expressive and colorful and all those other things. Mm. But it's you get the sense that she's just always coming you know she's she's always on your heels she's always on your footsteps and she's genuinely terrifying and genuinely sweet all in the same movie so yeah um again like when everyone really brought it here so yeah what what were you about to say darren oh no no i was just gonna mention that scene where she walks out with the pig she really owns that (laughs) for sure (laughs) that was like that's the first time you see her switch right and yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, she was great. I mean, knowing I guess that role was originally Aquafina, uh, but due to like mm. scheduling conflicts, like she couldn't do it. But I think like, I'll be honest, Stephanie, I'm glad that Stephanie Sue did. Yeah, I like too. Aquafina, yeah. um, but I just I don't know. No, I'm with. I think you. I like, would have seen too much Aquafina if she had done it. Yeah, it's a little bit too overcasted. I think for sure. Yeah, and in I, that kind of role, I had only seen yeah. her in uh, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, uh, which is you know obviously set a long time ago. So this was like my first, you know, modern take on her. And I thought she was wonderful. Uh, I just want to shout out a couple other people, Jenny Slate. I did not even yeah. know she was in this, you know, mm. that she's like the annoying lady with the dog. dog. So it was kind of cool. Yeah, exactly. So that, that fight scene was great. Yeah. And uh, I love and again, that she's kind of Mona Lisa. Yeah. Yeah. Mona yeah. Lisa, yeah. yeah exactly. Like I, I kind of yeah. like that. I have done nothing wrong ever in my life. I know this. And I love you. I love you too, Daddy. Money, please. My money. Uh, yeah. And then James Hong, like kind of in a, you know, a smaller reserve role. But I mean, still like he just commands whenever he's on screen. People probably know him best from oh, like yeah. Big Trouble in Little China and Blade Runner. Like now, he, now he's doing voices for the Kung Fu, Kung Fu Panda movies. But um, yeah, yeah, he's he's great as the grandpa. And then like the scene where he he's feels like, like a, he kind of feels like a, a young guy in an old man's body. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Especially so when he like, comes to and then he's like. <laughs> you've got to kill your daughter right now. You have to do it. You know, like that whole thing's like, yeah. wait, what the fuck? what's going on right now? Like that was intense, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's hard not to go with key on this. Like my experience with him was just data. I've, I've never seen temple of doom. Um, so mm-hmm. it was really cool to see him in this. Uh, I think his performance was amazingly strong. Obviously Jamie Lee Curtis was great, but I think he's just really huge here. That's how I'd give my award to. Uh, and as we transition to the elevator pitch, uh, which is what we do when we're trying to convince somebody to see a movie that we're talking about. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? Uh, I'm just going to jump in with mine really quick, get out of the way. Mine is also with Key, and it's that first elevator scene uh, where we see him snap to the Alpha Wayman, you totally. know, and like he's like behind the the wheelchair pushing James Hall. He's just like sitting there, and then he just like kind of snaps too, and he's like, just like, you know, telling all this stuff, like, I'm not the way when you know, I'm, you know, I'm from another dimension, just all this kind of stuff. And it's just like this yeah. little like body movement. And then he just like, he goes back to the other one. It's like, wait, what? Like that was, 
that was that's that whole first sequence with him to like taking mm-hmm. her into like the storage room. And then I think just one of the best fight scenes of the whole movie is that fucking fanny pack. Like <laughs> that fight yeah. scene was so yeah. good. It was amazing. It's like, and yeah. it's a fanny pack, you know, and just like with the rocks, exactly. Like the little <laughs> thing they do where he just like leans over to the fishbowl and just like pulls rock. Like, I don't know. I, I loved it. Yeah. It's kind of a cheat of an answer, but basically I just, I loved it. Kind of our first introduction to the alpha Wayman character. Uh, I think he did. He did so good with that. So when he chews the chapstick, oh yeah, that's when everyone goes like, yeah. "Yo, yeah. what's <laughs> happening?" Yeah, and that's supposedly like, I've heard that's actually chocolate, but oh, dude, movie I mean, magic! It's crazy because like yeah. <laughs> we talked. I, I watched um, Jackass Forever with my girlfriend the other day, and I was like, "What oh do you remember God, about those movies?" Movie and I was like, "Oh, the worst one for me is from the first movie, and this is before we saw this." And I was like, oh, it's when they do like the paper cuts, like with the manila folder. Like I've, oh, I've never gotten that yeah. out of my mind. Oh, yeah. And then like a week later we go see this and he's just like oh, sitting there like trying. Brutal. I was like, no, yeah, like, yeah. how did, I, feel like, that. How did yeah. I manifest this? And I have to like, sit here and watch this now. He's <laughs> like trying to give himself a page. It's like, it's insane though what they make them do to make them go to the other multiverses. Like, you know, the chapstick, yeah. like the butt plug, the giving yourself a paper cut, all that kind of stuff. Shoes on the wrong feet. So I don't know. Very cool. I very wonder creative. how much he actually did. When he was doing right? that, yeah, whole, or if they like put sequence, some sort right? of like, yeah, plastic, I whatever in between That's there, brutal. but oh, yeah, so gnarly. <laughs> but I'm kind of curious if you guys had an elevator pitch, what scene would you show people to convince them to watch this movie? Yeah, I think Mike already knows it's it's the butt plug scene. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I don't blame you, man. It, it's gotta be the butt plug scene because, uh, damn, that was that was probably the most fun I've ever had in a fight, like watching a fight scene in a while. Yeah. Um, and like I was saying in the beginning of this podcast, I really love when ridiculous scenarios sort of like set up fight scenes and it just makes it that much better so you have this whole dynamic with michelle yo and andy lay's character uh, where they're fighting and uh I, I think she smashes his uh earpiece or whatever mm-hmm. so like it, it starts kind of funny where they're just like hand fighting a little bit yeah yeah <laughs> and then they have to and then um oh actually, i do remember when they first show the butt plug uh my friend uh richard was saying dude that totally looks like a butt plug oh yeah and then we were all yeah and then we were all like dude like why are you so gross man they would never do that like stop (laughs) stop talking about that or so they'll do it yeah yeah and then we saw that and it was just like it came full circle yeah uh it's just one of those amazing examples of like a setup and then a payoff later on um, and I've never seen a fight like that absurd. So I absolutely loved it. Cause in that moment you can, I remember in the audience, you could feel the ripple of people realizing what was about to happen. Mm-hmm. Cause like, people, yeah. you could feel like people like oh, you could, you could, it was like a, a visceral electricity that you could feel like people like, Oh shit. They're yeah, really, like, Oh shit. They're really Yo, going yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Well, when <laughs> I was watching it, when I was watching it, like, a great build up. I got the joke. Yeah. Like the, you get the joke of it. Cause they're like trying and missing. Right. And yeah, they could have, yeah. they could have ended at that, and it's funny, right? What yeah. you don't expect is that they're actually going to, you know, accomplish the mission and then have right. a three minute right. fight sequence, <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, with, <laughs> with the devices insane. hanging I, out. I just remember <laughs> we like in the movie theaters, we were literally like, I, at least I was. We're literally like just getting up out of our seats and like looking at each other, and we're like, dude, I cannot believe this is happening right now. This is insane. <laughs> It's honestly what's kept um, me from recommending this to my mom because, like, yeah. she's like, "What did you see?" I was like, "Oh, I saw like one of the best movies I've ever seen in my life." Like, what was it? Like, eh, I don't know if it's for you. Like, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I know. Like, my my little great. sister was like, "Oh, I, was, I told her this is the best movie I've ever seen," and she was like, "I have to go watch this." And I was like, "Yeah, but Maybe just uh, keep in years. mind there are things that uh, yeah. you know." <laughs> I mean, to Matt's point, like, it, it's not like throughout the whole movie, and like Matt, you talked about this mm-hmm. earlier. Uh, which is right. you know and again like they they use it i don't know for, with a purpose there's an intent it's not just like a exactly. gross out gag or anything like that were, were you gonna say something yeah. Matt? i think i cut you off no no, no. go ahead i was just going well, the same direction as you cool. and there's a level of absurdity to it even though it's happening yeah and we you know we see it right. enter but we don't see it enter you know what i yeah, mean yeah, yeah. so and, it's just and like it's crazy because how could you like you think about like jenny slate like swirling a dog yeah. right around like that and you're like how could it get any more ridiculous <laughs> yes, than exactly yeah. than her doing that right yeah and it just keeps stacking and stacking and growing on top of that and that's what i love and that scene just finishes in like a crazy absurd way but yeah yeah i also love how andy lay's character has a bigger trophy and like he has a smaller <laughs> yeah. one. Oh my god <laughs> and just like when 
Jamie Lee Curtis introduces it. He's like, you see this award? You know how much shit you got to put up with to get one of these? Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, so, so good. Um, yeah, shout out to Joseph Lay doing the previs for all that. Uh, Marshall Club again. Yeah. Um, all of them are incredible. And I'm so glad that they get a chance to, you know, go from doing YouTube videos to doing something like this. It's just incredible. For sure. Yeah. 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 And tone wise, this was exactly them. Yeah. Right up their alley. Yeah. The yeah. That's awesome. Uh, Mike, what's your elevator pitch? I think I'm going to go a little bit more low key with mine. I'm going to go towards the beginning of the film when she first starts to be verse jumping mm. and she gets a glimpse of her sort of movie star life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's a bit where it, it cuts back to her meeting her husband. And then it's, it's a version of her life where she didn't meet her husband. And I think as society in general, we always look to parents and specifically mothers and expect them to put family first. And that is the only thing that, that they should be emotionally invested in. And then I think there's a moment in everyone's life that it, that comes unfortunately late in everyone's life where you realize that your parents aren't just your parents. They're also their own individual and mm. they're someone's son yeah. or daughter or otherwise. Mm. And that was such a, a, to me, heartbreaking character realization of she, mm. she has things that she wish she did differently. And there's, there's a, an enormous level of regret. And seeing someone take the multiverse concept and apply it in that character way of this is what could have been, it seems so obvious, yet no one has really done it in, in this perfect mm -hmm. way before. So that is, I think that's it for me. That's awesome. Wow. That's, that's yeah. a great yeah. choice. Yeah, just being able to see, like, I think that was one of the craziest parts of this movie as well. Like, just being able to see full lifetimes yeah. of events in just a series of, like, seconds what they're able to do like and tells you know story-wise with just like montage sequence yeah um i thought that was incredible uh and obviously lining up different paths and how that would have taken them in different directions they set up like oh she's running and then her father and then they they arrive there and then what she does with her career so it's like very easy to follow but mm -hmm. it's it's very intense the way they do it for um, sure yeah yeah it's not like any other flashback sequence i've i've seen before yeah so yeah, well, to, to your point, like the way they even map it out, like on those devices, it's like this is yeah. if they made a bunch of different decisions. This is a, like a, a faraway universe. And this is if they just made like one little teeny decision, you know, mm -hmm. it's not so different. And like, yeah, yeah. you get sort of like the, it helps the audience kind of conceptualize like, OK, so if things went really bananas earlier on in her life, it could have gone, you know, way off the rails over here and, you know, have yeah. hot dog fingers. <laughs> exactly yeah damn that that sequence though made me really sad for uh wayman's character i remember looking to mike in that in that sequence i was like no damn yeah that's so Tim sad Birdie. that's the one yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> that one that one got me for sure uh matt what's your elevator pitch scene so my my favorite parts of this movie are the more emotional parts of this movie but my brand for elevator pitches is more like what's the most you know, bananas thing you can show on the screen. Now I'm not going to show anyone the butt plug scene. So, <laughs> so mine would probably be a Jamie Lee Curtis, the Jamie Lee Curtis staircase scene. Oh, dude. yeah. Uh, just, you get a glimpse of just this. It's like, what is Jamie Lee Curtis doing flying through the air? You know, with that expression on her face yeah, in slow-mo. And then what's this like versing that's happening with, you know, Michelle, like, what's going on here? Yeah. And so yeah. I would use that scene to say, like, hey, if you like this, there's a whole lot more of this. And it's awesome. Mm -hmm. That's a great totally. choice. I, I noticed in the credits, they yeah. thanked uh, the slow-mo guys. And I think they have one of those phantom cameras that shoots like 10,000 frames a second oh, or something really? like that. Because that's what felt like that scene was. It's was like super slow. Exactly. Like, oh, I, I loved it. That was a beautiful, beautiful moment. Uh, Tyler, what's your pitch? Well, much, uh, Matt has a brand for elevator pitch. I have a brand for elevator pitch. I usually pick something not spoilery, but I also really like to pick things that would make no sense out of context just because yeah, I think yeah. it's funny. It's just a little joke for myself that I get to have and to hold. It's a, but so I would pick the rock scene the first time we see cool. the, the rocks. You guys did a beautiful, a beautiful job of explaining it and describing why it's so impactful. So I'm not going to go too much farther into it. I will note that during that scene, you could have heard a pin drop like the next theater over. Yes. And I was like, I had a moment. I was like, I had so much respect for the people I was in the theater with because it's a full theater. I'm in Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. It was Friday. It was seven o'clock. Like 
like, there's a million things that could have gone wrong in that moment and ruined it. And I almost ruined it for myself, appreciating that it wasn't being ruined. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> and and to be honest, like I wouldn't actually show that scene, um, but it was the moment in the movie that hit me the most uh, mm-hmm. for the, all the reasons that it's trying to do. And then just my own personal experience, just appreciating that we all collectively were experiencing this. And it's a really weird premise. It's a really strange things happening, something we've never seen before. And it's really impactful. I guess that would be my answer. But to be honest, I had a hard time with this question because I couldn't, I I just need to see this movie again. So my, my elevator pitch would just be like, Mm. let's watch this entire movie (laughs) <laughs> and then we'll go see this movie again so we can really figure it out and really appreciate it because I really do feel like I need a second viewing to really appreciate it. And again, maybe it was my mindset. Maybe it was the weird experience I had uh, yeah. watching mm-hmm. it. But my real that. answer is just like just the movie itself. <laughs> like this movie, yeah. there's not a frame in this movie that's not inventive or new or awesome. So you know, pick a moment, watch that, and then just go see the rest of it, I guess would be my real answer. But the rock scene was just inventive in a way that's like in almost, it almost makes you mad because it's so simple and it's so silly, but so effective. It's just like, man, these guys really did it. (laughs) They really fucking did it, man. (laughs) Well, a great place to see this movie for the second time would be at our drive-in double feature. Hey, that segue, segue. (laughs) Uh, One of your better ones sponsored by a good friend of the pod adam driver um and we are headed over to our adam driver drive-in double feature i just had sex i'm about to eat nachos it's the greatest moment of my life uh where we get to basically pair the movie we're talking about everything everywhere all at once uh with another movie and kind of pick the order they go and i feel like this would be a good way to wrap up the pod is just to kind of figure out what our double features would be so Darren, do you want to go first? Mike, do you want to go first? Who wants to throw out their double feature? I, I will let you guys go first on this one. All right. Mike, do you want to go first? I feel like I'm going to pick a somewhat obvious one, which is Crazy Rich Asians. Perfect. I think on a meta level, it's just, it's such a perfect dovetail. It is, you know, slight half-step precursor mm-hmm. to the resurgence of Asian American film and Asian Americans in uh, mainstream media. You got the Michelle Yeoh connection. Yeah. And then you also have, you know, literally footage of her at the premiere of Crazy Rich Asians mm-hmm. in the cut as as one of those quick montage moments in this film. Yeah. And then you also have the key Kwan point about, hey, I was away from acting this thing that I love for all my life until I saw that film. And that's what got me to put myself out there and then land this role for everything everywhere all at once. So I think that's, that's cool. it's a pretty good one. That's yeah. a really great I love choice. That. And you get to pretend that Crazy Rich Asians is just a different timeline in That's from true. the movie. It's canon. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. An <laughs> it's extended canon. timeline. Exactly. Yeah. I love seeing that red <laughs> carpet footage from Crazy Rich Asians. It was so cool. Uh, Tyler, what's your double feature? So kind of like you said, Mike, you thought yours was a little on the nose. I think mine is like incredibly on the nose. Um, mm-hmm. But I genuinely love the movie Ratatouille. It's one of my favorite Pixar movies. <laughs> it actually might be my most rewatched Pixar movie. Um, so I would probably watch Ratatouille. I would watch Ratatouille first, just in case anyone in the crowd hasn't seen it. Um, and then, you know, if there's kids there, they can go to bed right afterwards and then we'll go straight into uh, everything everywhere all at once. So that, that already incredibly funny joke will land even harder (laughs) because I don't don't know about you guys. That's the hardest I laughed in the movie. Oh man. I just was, I was floored. I was, I was dying. (laughs) <laughs> this movie is the full package you wouldn't classify this as a comedy but right. the moments that are funny are like super funny and yeah. i can't remember the last comedy where i like laughed out loud like on my way driving home yes and thinking yeah. of rakakuni it's just <laughs> so, so funny I was like, it's, just, I, it's so dumb but it just I laugh yeah. every time so i think well. about it's it it's like, unbelievable yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so it's a great yeah. double feature like you said like it doesn't really make sense yeah. on the surface but like it pays off once you watch everything if you haven't seen either movies and you're going to this drive-in double feature you're like what did adam driver do to me why is yeah, he yeah exactly why is, why this, is he bearing these two movies theater. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh matt what's your double feature so I, I have an answer and then I have an honorable mention. My answer uh, kind of in the vein of uh, Mike's answer is we had a great uh, mother-daughter Asian North American story in 
turning red recently. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of similarities to like the relationship and sort of the dynamics there. So uh, for the kids, I'd show turning red nice. and then I would show everything everywhere all at once. So bring your moms, mm-hmm. bring your sisters, bring your daughters. It's going to be a good night. Yeah. My honorable mention <laughs> would be uh, eternal sunshine for a spotless mind. Oh yeah. Ooh, oh, great um, one. So if you're just kind of like that, that sort of like destiny and relationship theme I there. I think it's a great choice. Charlie Kaufman shout out. Yeah. And Michelle Gondry, the dude knows how to make surreal films. So that's, that's sweet. Uh, Darren, you got a double feature. Yeah. So for my double feature, I was thinking about it. Um, I'm going to have to say Ladybird. Ladybird, is that your given name? Yeah. Why is it in quotes? I gave it to myself. It's given to me by me. Uh, because oh, we talk nice. about those mother-daughter dynamics and yeah. that whole entire movie is literally all about mother-daughter dynamics. 100%. Uh, and I feel like it does all of that really, really well. So to pair two movies together and have those two back-to-back, I think it's definitely a very emotional ride, but yeah <laughs> totally mm-hmm. yeah ladybird yeah. is one that that i did get that emotional hit and it was a really good in theater experience i i saw it with my girlfriend at a cool theater in portland and we don't see a lot of movies together so that was this is a double feature that's gonna it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna feel nice and warm and nice very nice yeah, yeah that'll be good <laughs> yeah you know matt i think you, you mentioned uh eternal sunshine is your honorable mention i my honorable mention is going to be the science of sleep also from michelle gondry just kind of the surrealist like movie uh but my pick is going to be in the mood for love uh from wong kar Wai. um i think that Good was c- like the inspiration for the famous evelyn uh especially like that back alley scene when she's talking to wayman and says my favorite line in the whole movie uh when wayman's like i like it sounds wonderful. I'd love to do nothing more than taxes and laundry with you for the rest of my life. Like oh, that's yeah. like when I just like fucking I was done after I that. It's like Jesus Christ. Like, like the most <laughs> trying to make all this cry on here, Ben. I've ever heard. I, and I was just like it was, it was crazy. I loved it so much. So uh yeah. I just want more people to see in the mood for love. Uh that was a recommendation from someone I went to school with. She found out I hadn't seen any Wong Car Why. She's like, watch Chunking Express and then In the Mood for Love. I'm like, all right, I will. So that's what I would pick. I'm hoping we'll eventually get around to a Hong Kong round uh, on our show. Cause I think that'd be a great movie for everybody to see. So Amazing. yeah, that's what I'm going with is in the mood for love uh, just to tie it in with uh, one of the multiverses there. But Darren, Mike, thank you guys so much for coming on here. Uh, I appreciate you giving us another shot. I hope <laughs> we did okay this time. Uh, we loved having no, it was you great. Amazing. This was a, such a fun movie to <laughs> talk about. Um, but yeah, do you guys want to do plugs one more time? Let people know where they can find you. Yeah, sure, sure. So you can find us um, on all podcast platforms. Our show is called Action Filmmaking Decoded. You can find us on Instagram, which is where we do majority of our engagement at Action Filmmaking Podcast. You can also find us on essentially every other platform at Action Decoded. So that's Facebook, Twitter, even TikTok, which we're not too active nice, on, but yeah. it's there. We're there. <laughs> no, I'm the same. We technically have one, but I, like, I haven't posted it in a while, that's for sure, but uh, yeah, thanks again. Yeah. We will have all those links in the show notes. So please go follow and support them. We appreciate you guys coming on. Can't wait to guys uh, have you guys come back. Uh, you can find us everywhere at three films pod and wherever you're listening to or watching this, like we do the video on YouTube. Uh, and I think Spotify plays our videos as well. Then everywhere else that podcasts are at, you can find us. So uh, yeah, thanks again, you guys. Thanks everyone for listening and we will see you next week. See you. Thank you so much. Bye. And why? No matter what, I still want to be here with you. I will always, always want to be here with you.